Time now to take a look at the semiconductors, this chip space. And we have the experts with us to give us some picks and ideas. Daniel Newman is with us, founding partner, principal analyst at Futurum Research. And Logan Gilland is with us, analyst at Jewel Financial. Thank you both for being with us. So, Daniel, I'll start with you. Um, obviously, there were already concerns about supply chain issues. And now we have Russia, Ukraine sort of spooking folks. How are you feeling about the group investing and, and getting everything from point A to point B? Well, I mean, the overall market, as we heard actually in the last segment about the GM, is there is some improvement in supply. We've seen some upticks. We've seen some good results in the past few quarters from the semiconductors, especially the fabless. But the overall situation remains, uh, you know, dire. We need to create some resiliency in the supply chain. We saw Intel CEO Pat Gelsinger head to the Capitol to once again uh, work on that agenda to put more investment here in the U.S. to get a more redundancy, more resiliency, especially on the leading edge. Uh, having said that, though, everything runs on chips. And so uh, the tech trade and the deflationary value of tech, I think, is going to be there. And in this economy, I think a lot of people are underestimating how important the semiconductor space is going to be, even if we end up uh, in some type of recession. So I'm, I'm very optimistic. And my overall sentiment on the chip space is still very bullish, despite some of the short-term negative sentiment towards growth tech and chip companies. Yeah, understood. I think, Daniel, you really hit it when you said everything runs on, on tech and all these chips. And, and Logan, that's your point as well. I know you have a few picks with us, but I saw the themes from 5G to AI, autonomous vehicles, gaming. Um, tell me a little bit about some of the names that you like, Logan, that you really are featuring um, today. Yeah, I mean, uh, Daniel mentioned Intel. Intel is one of the ones that we really like here in, in, in this space. Uh, Intel is a 13 times uh, price to earnings. They basically have a really clean and good looking balance sheet. They also um, are historically compounding book value at about a 20% rate, if not plus that. With this NVIDIA news that's come out, their NVIDIA is potentially utilizing Intel to produce some chips domestically. It seems like this might be an opportunity for Intel to finally get back on the radar for some analysts and for investors in general. Um, and then also we kind of just like Intel because they don't produce semiconductors in Taiwan and getting away from that foreign risk um, there and they're gonna focus on domestic production. Right, and I know, um, Daniel, you had names such as NVIDIA, Qualcomm, and Marvell. Tell us a little bit about those names. Yeah, you know, NVIDIA had their GTC conference this week, and I think they put more distance between the company and the rest of the market that's chasing them in the AI space, AIML, and their Omniverse, uh, the opportunity to um, monetize the metaverse $1,000 a year on 50 million potential developers, 50 plus million potential robots. That's just gonna be huge. The others, Qualcomm, the growth of 5G, 65% category growth over the next decade. Plus they've diversified revenue into automotive, RF front end, IOT, and you gotta like all those areas and those have been big growth areas for the company. And then finally, um, Matt Murphy at Marvell has just done a tremendous job turning around the ship. Uh, the company is now positioned in the right market segments. They're in 5G, in data center, in cloud, and they've saw a 68% revenue jump in the fourth quarter. So while these are all fabulous, I do think with Intel, with Foundry, with building more foundries here in the U.S., 
They can pivot some of their manufacturing if needed, but they've done very well in terms of hitting uh, on all the opportunity and the demand, even though the shortages have persisted. Understood, understood. And Logan, I know another name you had on the list was Wolf, where you see some real good opportunity. There may also be some risk involved. Explain that to us. Yeah, I mean, what we've had a whole theme of this spot is, is, is talking about how chips are in every space. Uh, Wolf produces mainly a unique chip for the EV vehicle space. So although it's more of a speculative name, we really feel like the analysts are uh, underestimating the amount of growth that this company is going to see. And we see that it's, it's a really good opportunity moving forward. Yeah, I know you have Wolf and Intel there. So, Daniel, as we're wrapping this up, um, what are some of the headwinds that people have to be willing to endure when investing in this space? I think the sentiment towards tech and growth will continue to see resistance based upon the macro headwinds, geopolitics. But I think some of the you know comments um, about, for instance, you know, Intel against book value. I think the importance that semiconductors have across all these spaces and the deflationary value, 20% of the bomb of a vehicle by 2030 is yeah. going to be semiconductors. So I know I got to be quick, but in short, geopolitics, macroeconomics, negative sentiment. But I think if you place your investments and you're thinking longer term, it's going to be hard to go wrong with some of the names that have been mentioned here. Yeah, thank you both. Daniel Newman of Futurum Research and Logan Gillen of Joule Financial. Thank you. Good to see you both. Appreciate it.